Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, mining gold since 2015. Now get out your chips because it's time to chow down. Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luis Cannon, and I am joined, as always, with a nitpicky Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, Luis. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting nitpicky. That's all right. I, I changed it on you a little bit. But you're doing well? Uh, I am doing well, yeah. Okay, good, good. Redo, next take. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luis Cannon, and I am joined with the nitpicky Baco. <laughs> 
Final take. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined with the rusty Baco. How are you, sir? Apparently, I'm a bit rusty. How are you this evening? <laughs> I am excellent. Thank you for asking. And Take 14. <laughs> I think so. It did take a long time to do. Yes, uh, uh, I am. For the listeners, we're at about the 30-minute mark of, of recording. Correct. And you're hearing what we haven't even hit one minute yet. You, you've, so. you've, heard of a, uh, you've heard of a rusty trombone. I'm a rusty cannon. Yeah, uh, I'm just rusty. Yeah. I, I'm I'm rusty, the oldest son in uh, vacation. Vacation. Yeah. Uh, good talk, son. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> good talk, son. Yeah. Not European vacation. The first. Ah, oh, yes, of course. That's the only good rusty. What what a great what a great thing. I make it, I, it, we should be like the vacation of podcasts and just switch hosts every every episode. <laughs> Might get a few more listeners, huh? Possibly. But oh my lord, it's been busy though, hasn't it? Uh, we've already gotten off to quite a running start here in 2019. Hashtag pound year of the cobra. Yes, year of the cobra. We've got some. You've had some some appearances and other shows. We've you've had some nice interviews lately. What do you want to talk about first? Which is to you know, I had the pleasure of listening to your interviews, just like the listeners out there for the first time. So, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to hit first? All, I, I, we should say thanks to the Classic Metal Show for having me on. Uh, it, it, Chris was, of course, a guest of us. We talked to him about his book, which just came out. And uh, it's kind of a little reciprocity or whatever you want to call it, home and home. Uh, I was I was welcomed onto the show to talk with him and Neely. And we talked to basically a lot about the podcast business. And he got kind of the background of the show. People who were uh, maybe not familiar with us got to hear a little bit of how you and I became uh, um what, how, what do you like to say? Uh, we met online as like uh, hetero uh, mates or something like that. Yeah, yeah, met online in a heterosexual way. Um, well, to begin with, and then you know, in, in general, just becoming uh, good podcasting friends and the community in general. I just was just really surprised. I mean, I've listened to that show for years, and that was one of the more, I guess, serious conversations. I was like, I thought Neil at first, Neil, I'm like, is he going to go deep with with Baco? Yeah, he was just taking you and. Uh, Going into a lot of just things, just industry talk, but I thought you did really well, and I just enjoyed the conversation, and it was a surprise, a good surprise, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was surprised as you were when it was happening, but <laughs> That's what uh, I mean. uh, yeah, no. Th- thank you, Chris. Thank you, Neely. Uh, I'm sure most people have heard of the Classic Metal Show and check it out. They have kind of a loose format similar to ours, but they they kind of just hammer through things for six hours. Uh, they, they they record and broadcast live, and then divvy it out during the week, and no edits. Yeah, and no edits. No, we 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 are a little more edit heavy than than their show, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like I like the, the fact that I got to learn. Um, I never knew their backstory about how they used to be involved, and you know they had the they finally got their freedom to be able to say the word faggot without any uh, <laughs> without any any consequence. You know. Yeah, it's uh, it, I feel so you know like I, I really just feel like I'm being held back by uh, not being using that word more often. That's when you know you truly have your freedom in podcasting, uh, according to that conversation. Yeah, no doubt, man. The, no advertiser is going to keep me from saying faggot. <laughs> yeah. And then right after uh, that, there was a coffee commercial for sustainable coffee. Yeah, uh, but no, those guys were great. Uh, once again, Chris and Neely, thank you for having me on the Classic Metal Show live every Saturday night. Can you mention that? that can you for, mention the name of the book? Oh, the book is uh, Cause and Effect. Is the Cause and Effect is I think uh, Chris's series of books. He's done one on Motley Crue '94, and oh shoot, I can't remember the other one. 
Uh, but he's got three of them out, uh, and uh, we we talked about Judas Priest Turbo, his most recent one, which is available, you know, everywhere. You, if you go to our show page and our, the SoundCloud page uh, on the links for the interview, it's all there. So yes, and we, we'll say plenty of f words on this show, but just not that one. So that'll be the first and last time. Probably not. It's not one that we hit too no, often, not, right? Not really, no. But uh, yes, next. What's up next? Well, we've been trying to be better about recognizing the contributions we get from the listeners and, and you know, the Cobras on fire, as we like to call them. Uh, uh, my appearance on the CMS did garner us at least one brand new listener. He comes from Indonesia. Let me just read what he he hit me up on Twitter. He hit the Cobras on Fire Twitter page up after the show. Nice. Uh, and he said, following you after hearing the CMS interview. I'm an Irish man working in Indonesia, so you and CMS are my metal, music news, and general bullshit fix. So, welcome, Sydney. Uh, we hope you stick around. Awesome. Yes, finally, we've we've broken into the Indonesian market as we've been uh, we've been wanting to for such a long the time. The Irish Indonesian market. Uh, yeah, we, we need to go we, more focused. That's actually what we were going for when we first kicked off the show. If you can make it. In an Irish Indonesia market, you can make it anywhere, as the old saying goes. Exactly. So that, that's a tough uh, that's a tough group of people to crack, and yeah. uh, hopefully uh, Sydney's our our gateway into a bigger Irish Indonesian crowd. But yes. no, all seriousness, Sydney, thank you for taking the time to listen, and and you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Cobras Fire. We also have a private group on Facebook. Just search Cobras on Fire. If you want some more off color stuff, we keep it private so we can kind of. You know, ex- expose darker sides of ourselves and have a little more fun. But yeah, you basically, if, if you're if you're familiar with the show, you might have some fun there. It's it's all the it's us, you know, and the listeners just kind of sharing shit. Other podcasters, all that kind of stuff. Twitter is growing, growing, growing every day. Lewis, one to two a week. Uh, our handle is at, <laughs> at Cobra's Fire. The YouTube page has seen a significant growth thanks to the Jakey e. Lee interview. Uh, just search Google, you know, Cobra's and Fire YouTube channel. You'll find it. And, of course, our podcast is available everywhere, right? iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Find us, listen, share, please. That's the biggest thing. May I ask you a question, Baco? Oh, finally, somebody wants to ask me something. Uh, yeah, how can I help you, man? So I know that that worked very well with, with Chris of the Classic Mental Show. Yeah, he's great. And also, mm-hmm, and then you also interviewed Tony Harnell of TNT, Summerwood, uh, Star, Star Breakers, and some other bands, right? Yeah, it was uh, Morningwood, and uh, he, I don't know, he's done a whole bunch of kind of uh, side projecty stuff. So I, if I'm saying that right, anyway. But his his new thing right now is Starbreaker. They have their third record coming out. Uh, there's a band called Primal Fear. I know Sinzak had them on his top five this year. Uh, they, their guitar player is in Starbreaker, and that's kind of the 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 creative emphasis. Tony and him, Tony and uh, TNT were kind of one of those, you know, as you uh, let's just call them Hardaway bands for me. That that those guys that never really cracked that like massive platinum success kind of arena tour success, but were kind of a, kind of on the fringe there that I really liked a lot. He's got some high pitched vocals from the from the clips there. And yeah, he's got a four octave range at least. I, I'm not I'm not an expert on any of that stuff, but he can he can do a pretty. He's got a, a broad range, but yeah, sure. he can get he can get fucking high. And seeing him with Skid Row a few years back, he can still you know he can get up there. 
Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I, I really like the rapport you built with them and where you would, <laughs> you would throw some some uh, Baco-isms. And I really like the part uh, when, when, when you uh, <laughs> when you said I could, I could feel the uncomfortableness uh, in, the, in the room when you said, oh, so you're in a band called The Jackal. Does that mean you guys also use chainsaws? <laughs> but anyway, it's great you're doing the interviews. I'm glad that we're adding all this great content. And it's a lot of fun. Like... Like they said on the, uh, the the classic metal show, we basically have two podcasts. Essentially, uh, you doing uh, a bunch of work and me not. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was supposed to be the Aaron Camaro of this show.
one thing I did take away from the Tony Harnell interview, aside from him, you know, he was very polite by not getting my sense of humor. I, I, there was a point sure. when I asked him about the hair, I thought he might hang up on me, but uh, <laughs> just, but it turned out he just kind of rolled with it and he was great. Uh, but I, I, I took two stabs at getting something out of him about Skid Row, and as you, as you know, nope. he offered nothing. Um, but nope. I think maybe his lack of humor, I mean, maybe that's why he's not in there. They didn't want to be in a bus with this, you know, this guy all the time. It's like they, they, they make a joke at the guy, and he's like, um, turns into robot. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, Skid Row seems like a real fun... Uh, uh, goofy bunch of guys hang out with just nothing but jokesters. I almost didn't put the Fonzie A's in there, but I'm like, our listeners are gonna be upset with me if I don't address the the LaFonzie being uh, dropped in there. Hey, you have to always address the LaFons in the room. Yes, it's like you bring them up, man. It's it, you open the door. I'm like in, like a like a defense attorney. Oh my God! So anyway, what do you want to talk about today? Yeah, where should we start? Can I start? Can I just say? Can yes, I thank can you I very okay. much. Okay, all right, good, good. Did you know that the uh, uh, somebody from Vixen retired? <sighs> That's the end of that story. <laughs> yeah, it turns out I did, but I didn't have anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> if a if a singer from Vix, Vixen quits and nobody's there to see it, does it make a sound? I don't know. What's its name? Does it have a name? Doesn't matter, really, does it? Uh, no. Chicks. Oh. <laughs> I think the headline was some broad from Vixen retired. <laughs> the funny thing was, like, Trump had just invited them to the White House right before she quit, and uh, he bought them Wendy's salads. That's right, because broads, they don't eat Big Macs, right? <laughs> no, they eat the salad. No, exactly. They eat salads. What a misogynist. Oh. I mean, unbelievable, this guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Paid for the fast food himself, too. But anyway, can I finish the blabbermouth press release on the Vixen retirement, though? Oh, they had a press release. I'm not... Why? Who even sends out a Vixen press release? The, the blonde chick.
All right, so enough squish talk. Okay. Oh, nice. You want uh, what you got? Yeah, uh, Ozzy made a little bit of news recently. He, I don't know, did it shock you to find out that he doesn't understand Brexit? <laughs> I don't understand Brexit. I don't either. <laughs> it's a breakfast sandwich, as far as I know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's what um, it's what they they call the the McGriddle in London is mm-hmm. called a Brexit. Sure, like the Big Mac is a Royal with cheese. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you say I'll have a Brexit and bean water for breakfast. <laughs> bean water is coffee. I believe. I believe England is an island. That's what I've learned so far through these. these yeah, south of Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, you're correct. I think. I don't know. Hmm. On my globe, anyway. Before we get into it, I got a quick question for you. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. What's up? You've ever seen the Pink Floyd Ozzy tribute band called Bark Side of the Moon? So Ozzy uh, apparently is confused about uh, <laughs> the financial dealings of the European uh, Union and how the Brexit affects him and England and, and money. Sure. Uh, I'm already I'm already bored. Can you just do Ozzy trying to explain what Brexit is? <laughs> I love you all. I think Ozzy just thinks that Brexit is the name of a yet another guy that slept with his wife. <laughs> Ronnie James Brexit. <laughs> he hates that guy. Yeah, oh, man, that little dwarf fucker. He's probably thinking how how. A, I thought Ronnie was dead, and B, how do you make it so high up in, in, in politics? Get you one at a time, America Online. Yeah! 
So, Paco, can we talk about people that hate listen our show, which I think is the majority of our... our is this an intervention? <laughs> Do you want it to be? <laughs> uh, Lord knows I, I'm guilty of hate listening to uh, oh, one particular show every now and then. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe not hate listen, but maybe people that listen and adapt certain ideas into their show, maybe, I don't know, or just... What do you want to call this segment? Do you see where I'm going here? Hmm. Cobras and Fire, the influencers. Ooh, influencers. That's a very yeah, big that, word. That's a very millennial thing, right? You know, we could make a lot of money being one of those douchebags. We could hang out with Ja Rule. Sure. We can curate. We can curate our, our uh, uh, whatever. That's a word that I hate, too. Curate, robust, and influencer. Are, ba- are, are, are words that I call bullshit bingo when you're in a, a meeting at work. People throw out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're words that supposedly make you sound smarter, but don't. But uh, proceed, as, as we are influencers. I heard an episode of Eddie Trunk that, uh, and I heard it on the Classic Metal Show where they kind of broke it down. Uh, okay. Eddie, Eddie talking about the meet and greet packages that Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons are selling. Mm-hmm. And he he reminded uh, me of a show that uh, I'm familiar with called Cobras and Fire. He uh, he started riffing on scenarios and situations like that, like uh, like you know Gene Simmons was selling his torch that he blows fire, and so like once Gene figures out people want to buy him, he'll start blowing fire after every song. And he had actually some pretty good funny bits about it, to be honest with you. But I was like. I think Eddie's listening to our show. I think the favorite thing that that uh, he said that I liked was like during Tommy's guitar solo, all of a sudden just a a gene pops out in the background. Poof, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like he's just doing it randomly at all times. It's like, oh, give me quick! I gotta, I gotta do fourteen more of these, man. Look uh, at this. We- What's it? so that and some hologram talk and, and that's right. He went into the hall. Someone tipped us off that he was talking about holograms and and things of that nature. We're the hologram show, man. That's right. That's that's our that's actually our subtitle. It says Cobras and Fire holograms. And you're the hologram man. That's right. I mean, I, you are the holograms leading advocate in the in the entire uh, galaxy. Yeah, I'm like the Mambla of holograms. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what? Say what you want. You were very front end on this before it kind of has turned into what it has as far as a little bit of a cottage industry that as much as we hear about it, we never actually see it, do we? The, the hologram cottage industry. <laughs> now, I, I, I say, like, like you know, nobody else can make fun of Kiss. Nobody else can. Uh, we, we originated all this shit. Right? Yeah, there's no chance that he listens to us, right? There's no chance he has time. He, he's uh, constantly consuming uh, 30 UFO albums on rotation. <laughs> he's still, he still flies with a disc man. <laughs> Do, 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 do. His carry-on bag is a, literally a UFO box set. <laughs> do it. You can't check that. That's worth a lot of money. Ma'am, could you please control your kid? He's kicking the back of my seat and making my UFO Strangers of the Night CD skip. Hey, stewardess, can I get another bag of peanuts? I only got two. I got that disc 
another spot on impression and you know we know that eddie trunk doesn't listen to our show but eddie we know you listen to our show but uh speaking of hate <laughs> speaking of hate listens what have you uh hate listened to lately oh boy well our our friend of uh of, of podcasting ilk lee mccormick Ooh. stepped away from the squish long enough to nice. hi- for a couple hours to hydrate and uh listen to <laughs> some three sides of the coin and he I mean, Lee and I exchange messages occasionally on Facebook, but he's not someone that I talk to a lot. So when he sends me a message talking about three sides of the coin, I figure, well, I got to listen. Well, Eddie Trunk was on the show, and I really actually enjoyed Eddie on the show, but largely because I don't really care for those guys' opinions on what they were talking about, which is basically the current state of KISS. And I totally agree with Eddie on that. Yeah. Before you go into it more, uh, I do have to say that there's nothing better in post-coital bliss than to fire up the three sides of the coin show in the background. He's got he's got fucking two cans of Pedialyte and uh, uh, three <laughs> sides of the coin fired up on some earbuds. You know. I, I know I, I shared this on the group and I got a little flack. You know, uh, the, basically everybody thinks I, I, I listen to the show nonstop and that's fine. I recommended uh, a couple spots, but uh, there was a point where... 
uh, Mankini kind of lost his shit, uh, and he, he's like, I'm going to hold the trunk to the, the fire on something, you know? Uh, now, was this part you're talking about an hour and five minutes into the show? So, exactly, yes. So basically, they actually started with the actual content of the show an hour plus into the show. Is that accurate? <laughs> uh, Listen, with that. at least they're consistent, Baco. You can respect consistency, right? Yeah, yeah. Continue. Well, we don't want to actually play a clip from the show because we know how that might work out for us in the long run. <coughs> Canada. <clears throat> I thought it would be fun for the listeners if maybe we reenacted 20 to 30 seconds of it. Ooh, 20 or 30 seconds of it. That sounds great. For this reenactment, I will be playing the role of Eddie Trunk, and I thought you, because you do a fabulous uh, impersonation of Mankini, uh, you can be Mankini. My erasure's well-worn, because I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, though. Before I do that, I gotta go get some chips. Can you hold on? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm Eddie Trunk. And I'm Mankini. Thanks for having me, Mankini. Hey, Eddie. I make a lot of mistakes. You laughed, Eddie. You talked about people going to the VIP experience, paying for a guitar, and you laughed. It's very hurtful. I'm going to take you to task after I eat this chip. I don't know what you want me to say. The albums I bought in the 70s said Ace, Peter, Gene, and Paul. You know, Eddie, I had a VIP experience. It was wonderful. It was one of the most wonderful experiences of my entire life. I didn't pay nearly as, nearly anything close to $21,000 for a guitar. In fact, for this, I'm a bargain shopper. This bag of chips, Dollar Tree, two for one. Please let me know next time Dollar Tree has a two for one on chips because I that sounds like something I'd be interested in. But back to what we're talking about. Gene and Paul consistently change the story to fit whatever narrative and the fans just keep eating it up. I'm just saying, when's it going to be enough? Sorry. You said KISS fans eat up all this narrative. I've never seen narrative at the Dollar Tree. What kind of chips are they? I was at Ace Freely's wedding. Uh-huh. Look, Paul and I go way back. I don't know what happened. I have a question for you, Eddie. Okay. Did you have the Kiss Army kit in 1978? No. Because I did. I make a lot of mistakes.
At some point, somebody needs to explain Panic at the Disco to me, Luz, because I, I, how did these guys be, I know when they first came out, they had that one big hit, like, uh, I told you, haven't you people ever heard of, you know, that closing the goddamn door song, you know, but like, then they disappeared and all of a sudden they're back and it's just the singer apparently and they're selling out an arena tour. What the fuck? Who well, the fuck is going to this show? Meanwhile, Vanilla Ice is playing the halftime at the Timberwolves show. All right, stop. <laughs> can I can I jump in here or not? Yeah, yeah. What? Please help I me understand this. I band. actually have something for you. Yeah, okay. I never got that band either. I know people that do like them, and I can tell you one of them is our 19-year-old babysitter. Her who her boyfriend and her went to a concert, had to uh, ditch. Watching the kids one night because that's their favorite band. Isn't that band like? And oh, this is the best part. They opened for a band that they said, you know, never heard of them before, but actually they're pretty good. Weezer. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's right. They toured with. Yeah, they played here as a headliner and sold out uh, the Timberwolves Stadium, Target Center. Yeah, they're like, you know that song uh, about the sweater? Pretty catchy, or something like that. She came back and I was oh like, my god. how does this band? I just, I just don't this get is how recent. No, this happened like six months ago. Yeah, yeah, that's recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. their one song was, what, 10? This kid was in first grade when they actually were, like, popular? And now they that's just come saying. back out of nowhere. I don't get it. I, I just don't understand it, Luz. Well, to me, Panic! in the Disco came out the same time as Fall Out Boy. Yeah, well, Fall Out, they were on Fall Out Boy's record label. The, ah, the Fall Out Boy okay. wrote some of their songs. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, there was a lot of bands around that time that shared one singer and songwriter, and they just all released the same album over and over again. But, you know, get off my lawn. Look, I don't care if people like it. I just don't get How did they get this big? You know, I mean, I, Seether is about to play, or not Seether, Shinedown is about to play the same uh, arena but I saw them, you know, open for bands on headlining tours. They they played clubs. They and they've slowly grown. They've released a lot of material. They've they've can, stayed consistent. They didn't drop out for a decade. So it it feels like one of those like uh, parents, you know, bankrupting their four hundred one k to help their kid get famous. You know, <laughs> but you know, but people would, still I have would... to buy the tickets. So I don't get it. But I would like to say a tour just called the the How the Fuck Are They Playing Here tour. I like oh. it. It would be Chevelle. You find out all, we're all, the, the Chevelle, <laughs> Panic at the Disco, um, 
Seether. Seether would be one of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, just trying to think of bands that you just wonder how do they still payola, bitch. But I'll That's tell you this. They're... When Seether tours, it's typically with Chevelle, and they play a 2,000-seat place and don't sell it out. I don't get the numbers on Panic at the Disco. Maybe my, my finger is just not on the pulse of of whatever my nanny skinny Not the jean of my crowd nanny. We- skinny yeah. jean wearing crowd of nannies uh, mm-hmm. is uh, checking them out but you know I saw a lot of people get into Fallout Boy I heard of them and I and I understood that well I'm, I'm just hearing about them now but I get that there's a lot of people that like them I've never heard anybody say they like this band yet I'm, I, I, I actually I couldn't believe it when they said it was sold out I went to Ticketmaster to make sure uh, you know who is their biggest fan though. Who? Mankini. Ah. <laughs> but his eraser's worn. He's made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, he's definitely made a lot of mistakes. So, so uh, anyway, uh, is this the point where we punch in a Panic of the Disco song? Or, or what's going oh on Oh, God, here? No, 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 no. Okay, so let's go on. Did we ever get into Gene Simmons basically uh, giving Ace Freely as a present for his birthday his band? Have we recorded some of her phone calls? <laughs> Then no. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, we, we we probably should dig into this a little bit because we're fans of that band, the rock and roll residency from from Nashville. and th- Amazing. Yeah, they're just a great band. We saw them uh, in St. Paul here a couple years ago, or, or just yep. just last summer. Or... Yeah, yeah. Last September. Year anyway. And a half. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Nobody's checking the, the facts. Yeah, not on this fucking show. Uh yeah, I, 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 there was some like I remember seeing a handful of people on, on places like the Kiss Room getting a little bit of a kerfuffle. Like it's the same people losing their shit because oh my god, Todd Howarth and John Reagan are now doing something else together. Uh, it's just I don't think it, for me it never mattered who Ace played with as long as they were good. And his band that he's been touring with, you know, I, I, I Scarlet, I can't remember how long he's been back. Uh, Scott Coogan, I think, has been with him at least since Anomaly. But I have not been <laughs> been been a fan of any of the live shows I've seen with them. And now I really want to see Ace because he's now going to be the worst musician in his own band, <laughs> and, and I think that's a benefit to him. I agree. I mean, I, I when I heard it, I was like, "Great!" It was like, and when I I think we said in passing that I would be more interested in seeing a Gene and Ace co-headline tour, club tour, where they just shared that band. And they oh, kind of like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely drink. Like we, that they, they played, Ace did the opening show and G closed it, but the band stayed there the whole time because they sound so damn good. And that's kind of what we saw when we saw Ace jump on stage with Gene. And, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, Saint and Paul. It, great singers, great musicians. They, you can go deep in the catalog and you'll have a band that will play the songs correctly. Yeah. Uh, except for him. Well, except for Ace. But yeah, right. I wonder how much Ace's volume knob gets rolled back during the shows now. He just kind of <laughs> dials her up for the solos. He's down to like one. If I was him, that's what I'd fucking be doing, especially considering he, you know, his whole songwriting style is built around the, the idea that it's difficult for him to sing a melody and play a rhythm. Right. Just a riff. Just a, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. I've seen Ace only once. In uh, Cleveland, and uh, it was okay at best. It was sloppy, but I still enjoyed it because I'd never seen him yeah. um, solo and stuff like that. But but you know, uh, it is you know I would actually prefer for it just to be the Spaceman Band, and they'd bring 
Tommy up there or anybody up there and just sing the A songs, but I have somebody who knows how to fucking play the solos and can talk sing better than he can because <laughs> what a train fucking wreck if you look at any of the clips of him playing live right now. I mean, you want to talk about Corpse of Doc and Corpse of Ace. That would be a perfect coda on Ace Frehley's career to have Tommy Thayer replace him in his in own soul- band. <laughs> We've been having a lot of fun tonight. Why don't we let the listeners or 
Luce, we've been having a lot of fun tonight. Why don't we we remind the listeners how they can join in on the fun by giving us money? <laughs> That's right. We would like to mention our annual fundraiser, which is the Buy Us a Beer campaign through GoFundMe. Now, GoFundMe is used for a lot of great things, helping people out if they have, uh, you know, if they get hurt, they need a lot of uh, funding for health care because we don't have that in this country. Maybe, but you can the, also, maybe the government shut down and they're furloughed right now. Sure. And they're not getting paid. But you can also use it for a much a more noble cause, and that yes. is to buy us beer, which <laughs> tell them how it works, Baco. Break it down for the layman. Well, uh, people who listen to the show probably realize that we do have a couple uh, cans of beer or, you know, we have a couple sure. beers every show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get to pick what we're drinking, and that only costs you $5. And in return, we take a picture of us drinking that beer, and we post it on Facebook the day we, were, we're, we are recording it. Uh, we will review the beer, share our thoughts on it, and, of course, give a major shout-out to the contributor, all for a small $5 donation. That $5 doesn't actually go to the beer. We don't we don't cash that out and take it to the, the local liquor store. That money, <laughs> just uh, we're, we're trying to pile up and cover the, the hosting costs for the year. So we're still, That's we're, right. We want to keep the show free. We'll, we'll, we will always keep the show free. But... It's just a way to help us out and basically mediate some of those costs. We're not looking for too much. That's right. And the greatest part about it is the quicker you buy us that beer, the quicker we shut up about it. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, even better. It's a double reward. But, yes, uh, by the way, uh, we've we've already had some contributors, so we'll be mentioning them on uh, an upcoming show. But that's pretty much it. You go to – there's a tab right on our Facebook page that says Shop Now – it will redirect you to our GoFundMe page, which is also GoFundMe.com slash, ready for this, absolutely drink. Yes, that domain was not taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be too hard to find, honestly, because uh, I, I, I share it on the Facebook page constantly. So you shouldn't yes. have to scroll too far down to find it. And if you follow us on Twitter, you'll, you'll, you'll see it on, the, on your news feed there, too. So that's right. It's a virtual pulling up a bar stool to the show. Yes. What do you think? Uh, join us. And, uh, yeah, you can crack that same beer open while you're listening to us talk about it. You ready to get out of here, Luce? I am. All right, man. Rock is not dead. But it's finally used the rest of its eraser.
the show you know Eddie <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a beer <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>